Looking to get out of your own way and make things happen? Do you love inspiration and tips that are based on the science of happiness and well-being? If so, default to yes is for you. New episodes are released every Monday with the occasional bonus episodes with expert guests, each one designed for inspiration to keep us moving in the right direction. Whether you're dealing with obstacles that have been around for a long time or are on a journey of new challenges, know that you are not alone. The Default to Yes podcast is nurse coach and aromatherapist Julie Reynolds on the journey with you, your extraordinary self. We deal in truth and experiment with solutions, training our fascinating brains to cooperate as we show up in the world the way we really want, make the difference we desire without sacrificing our overall well-being. Welcome to the Default to Yes podcast. Hi, welcome to another week of Defaulting to Yes. At the time of this recording, we are in uh, what is called Advent season. And this is a very special season for me. And so I wanted to be sure to work it into our episodes and how we journey through this next few episodes. So Advent uh, originates from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming or arrival. And it's a significant season observed by Christians worldwide in preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. However, the beauty of Advent transcends religious boundaries, and it's the its themes of hope and anticipation, joy and love really hold a universal appeal. So no matter where you are on this, I'd love the opportunity to go on this journey with you. Now, Advent typically spans for four Sundays leading up to Christmas Day, symbolized by the lighting of candles or on an Advent wreath. We have lots of different uh, forms of Advent calendars that you might be familiar with. They're everywhere. Chocolates, Legos, wine. There are so many different versions of Advent calendars and people are observing this. As we look at it week by week, each candle represents a different theme, hope, peace, joy, and love, with a central Christ candle often lit on Christmas Day itself. Now, a lot of our calendars have different themes and different inspirational quotes, treats, things like that. So I I definitely know I'm not alone. And it's always good to, even when we're not in close proximity, even when we aren't face-to-face, it's always nice to know that we're on the journey together. Now, for those outside the Christian tradition, Advent can be seen as a timeless journey of reflection and mindfulness. It offers that opportunity to step back from that frenetic pace of modern life and engage in a deliberate and intentional period of waiting. This season encourages us to cultivate qualities of hope, peace, joy, and love in our lives and fostering a sense of connection and warmth. We see that in the movies around Christmas time, and we see that in a lot of different uh, ways in the media. Now, while the Christian narrative is woven into the fabric of Advent, the overarching themes really do resonate with the universal human experience. It becomes a collective pause, a reminder to appreciate the significance of hope in times of uncertainty, and to seek peace amidst chaos and to find joy in simple pleasures and to embrace love as a guiding force in our interactions with others. In essence, Advent is just an invitation to people of all backgrounds to partake in a season of reflection, gratitude, and the cultivation of positive values that can enrich our experience as humans and transcends 
religious affiliations and fostering a sense of shared humanity. This season can be busy. We light candles, we decorate, we hang wreaths, we bake cookies, give gifts, go to and host parties. We engage in timeless rituals that carry weight of centuries. There can be a lot of pressure on some of the things that we do during this season. Beyond the busyness of the holiday preparations, Advent calls us to slow down. And that's really why I love this. I loved this when my kids were little to teach, be able to teach them true values of the season. And again, the shared human experience. Advent lent itself for all of that and just became, even in my own childhood, it became a special time in our church life. This was the time when we would see participation of different families coming forward to do the readings and to light the candles. And that was just a really special thing to me to hear, to really have the whole community involved in some of these traditions. Advent calls us to just slow down and to listen and to tune our hearts into that quiet whisper of hope and promise. Now, you know that I release these episodes on every Monday and Monday, Christmas falls on Monday this year. And so I there will be an episode that was released on Christmas, but I know that probably people aren't listening to podcasts uh, sequentially. So I'm going to really, I might release these at different times. So just pay attention to that. And one way you can do that is to scroll down, click the link, get on the list, and I will email them right to you so that we can track through this season together uh, sequentially, if that's something that you are interested in. So all of the ad- episodes that are related to this Advent series will come out before Christmas so that we can reflect on those week by week as we go. So over the next couple episodes, I'm excited to go on this journey with you to explore the landscape of Advent. It's a season as a season of time where we can pause and allow us to savor the beauty of the story of waiting for the birth of Christ and all of the things that come forward with that as we wait ourselves for a future. So there's a, and there's a lot of hope in eternity and hope for the kingdom uh, as it manifests itself here and now. And over the next couple episodes, we'll focus on those themes of Advent and how we might be able to enhance our overall well-being and our experience as humans to grow in these areas as we default to our extraordinary selves. Now, today we're going to dive into a topic that resonates with, with the essence of the human experience. We're going to talk about hope. Hope is a remarkable force that can shape our outlook on life. It, it influences our mental and emotional well-being, but also our physical health. We're going to look at hope from a scientific perspective, because as a nurse, I can't ignore the role that it plays in healthcare and research that in really fascinating connection to the placebo effect. Now, there are obstacles that can hinder hope, and there are practical ways to cultivate it and nourish it. We're going to talk about all of that today. First of all, scientifically, hope is more than just a subjective feeling. It involves cognitive processes and neural mechanisms. Studies have shown that having hope can lead to positive outcomes in various aspects of life contributing to resilience, better coping mechanisms, and improved overall well-being. Research on hope spans through various fields of psychology, medicine, neuroscience, 
And there are some key insights that we can get from that research. First of all, hope is associated with greater psychological resilience. Individuals with higher levels of hope tend to cope more effectively with stress and adversity. Research suggests that hopeful individuals are more likely to set and pursue meaningful goals, leading to a sense of purpose and accomplishment. I was just listening to one of my mentors talk about hope and see being able to see possibilities and what uh, how people tended to accomplish more when they were able to see possibilities and hope for the future. Hope has been studied extensively in the field of psychology. A study in 1991 found that individuals who scored higher on the measures of hope reported lower levels of anxiety and depression. Additionally, hope has been linked to better coping mechanisms, greater resiliency in the face of adversity. And there's also a growing body of evidence linking hope to better physical health outcomes. Studies indicate that hopeful individuals may experience lower rates of chronic illness and overall well improved overall well-being. Hope has been associated with a better immune system functioning, suggesting that a positive mindset may contribute to a stronger ability to ward off illnesses. Some studies also have explored the connection between hope and cardiovascular health. Preliminary findings suggest that hopeful individuals may be, may have better heart health and a reduced risk of cardiovascular disease. Research has in the field of pain management indicates that hope can play a role in the perception and tolerance of pain. I once read a, a book written by someone who experienced chronic pain and was a, actually able to overcome it by a focus on the future and a hope for the future. She would imagine her body healthy and she would basically basically dismissed the pain as being hers. And she just let had a visualization of letting go of the pain and hoping for being able to move more freely and placed a lot of hope in the future and activities that she would participate and found that was her way of that she could, even without medication, control her chronic pain. So some research has revealed that hopeful individuals may experience lower levels of pain and discomfort. Now, in the context of cancer, hope has been studied also for its impact on patient outcomes. Some research suggests that maintaining hope can positively influence the quality of life, treatment adherence, and even survival rates among cancer patients. Obviously, we can't say that's going to happen every single time. I'm not saying that. It's not a hope is not just hoping is not a replacement for our medical treatment, but it is something that that is very powerful in our experience as humans that research is starting to show that it really does matter. And even when we don't get the outcomes that we want, there's a very good chance that the experience will be better and richer. Now, neuroscientific studies have explored the neural mechanisms associated with hope. Brain imaging research indicates that regions such as the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system are involved in processing hopeful thoughts and emotions. So hope has been shown to activate specific regions of the brain associated with positive emotions and reward processing. This suggests that hope may be closely tied to that feeling of happiness and satisfaction. I mentioned earlier the placebo effect, and because I, I think it's fascinating. 
The placebo effect is a well-documented phenomenon where individuals experience real improvement in symptoms due to the belief that the treatment is effective or that they're getting help or they're going to get better. It highlights that role of hope in health outcomes. Placebos often elicit positive responses and the psychological component of hope is considered a significant factor in that response. It is such a powerful phenomenon that it's actually built into medical research. You'll see it used in double-blind placebo-controlled trials are considered the gold standard for clinical trials, and they have the best chance of determining whether the treatment is effective, but it also fact always factors in that placebo effect. And there's always a group that gets that placebo effect, and they measure that against the whatever intervention or medication that they are studying. So that's interesting too, right? Research suggests that fostering hope can be a valuable component in therapeutic interventions for conditions such as depression and anxiety. Hopeful thinking is associated with lower levels of psychological distress and a more positive outlook on life. So hope is a powerful emotion and that and it can be a driving force in our lives and it can lead to positive outcomes. From the smallest hopes like hoping for sunny weather on a picnic day to big hopes like hoping for a better future or for ourselves or a loved one, hope can inspire us to keep pushing forward. But what is hope and really how does it work? So science has shown us that hope is not simply a vague feeling of optimism, but it's a real measurable and psychological state. When we feel hopeful, our brains release chemicals like dopamine, which can help us stay motivated and focused on our goals. Hope also has a physical benefit like reducing the stress and improving immune function. When we get those dopamine hits and when we can stay motivated, when we can stay hopeful, even when we face obstacles, we can usually see around them much easier. So the impact of hope extends beyond the individual too, and it reaches into the realms of healthcare and research. It's a vital component in patient care. It influences the healing process. There are so many times in my career that I have seen the placebo effect alone be where patients experience real improvements in symptoms due to a belief that the treatment is effective. I think all of that underscores the power of hope in shaping physical outcomes. I think it's real, just really fascinating. And anytime, as especially for those of us who have that holistic approach to healthcare, we just never can underestimate the power of the human brain to contribute to overcoming health challenges and enduring really hard things. But what happens when that hope is lost? The opposite of hope is often considered to be despair. It's a feeling of complete hopelessness and a loss of faith in oneself or the world around us. And I think that can happen when maybe you experience remission and then the cancer returns. A moment can take away a great hope and turn it into despair. When we feel the despair, it can be difficult to find the motivation to move forward or pers- and pursue our passions or pursue the return of hope. It can seem like there's no point in trying and nothing and that nothing we do will make a difference. But it's important to remember that even in the darkest times, there's always a glimmer of hope to be found. 
And it's so important just to sit sometimes with people and know that they have the ability to come back to a place of hope. If we just will sit with them in that and not give up our own hope, we can hope for others as well. And sometimes that's just sitting with someone or just sending reminders to someone that there is good in the world and that they can find their way back to that. So that instead of succumbing to despair, we can choose to focus on the things that bring us joy and purpose in life, whether that means spending time with loved ones or pursuing a new hobby or volunteering in a community. There's always a way to find meaning and fulfillment, even in the face of adversity. The season of Christmas can also bring up a lot of these these feelings of despair for people who are alone or are facing really difficult things after losing a loved one or losing their hope. So this is can be a real challenging time because the focus in the media and in public and in the highlight reels, we see all of that. We are inundated with all of the hope that others have or the hope that we should have. And this can be very challenging but it is not impossible. And it's also, I think both parts of the experience are part of our humanity. And it's normal to feel lonely or to feel a sense of loss or even despair and know that you can see the other side of it eventually. So while the opposite of hope may seem daunting and overwhelming, It's important to remember that we are capable of finding hope and happiness and even in the most challenging of circumstances. With a little effort and determination, we can overcome our struggles and emerge stronger and more resilient than ever. So obstacles to hope. First, despite its transformative potential, hope can face obstacles. Fear, uncertainty, negative thought patterns can erode hope altogether, leaving it, leaving us feeling stuck or despondent. External factors like societal pressures and economic challenges can also dampen hope. So with all of those things at play, how do we cultivate hope and nurture hope? Let's, I want to want us to consider a framework that we can put into place to nurture hope by first H harness positive thinking. Desmond Tutu said, hope is being able to see that there is a light despite all of the darkness. We can embrace optimism and focus on the positive aspects of a situation. Maybe it's not all good, but maybe there is a little good in it. Cultivate that mindset that sees the challenges as opportunities for growth. That leads us to open-mindedness. Franklin Roosevelt said the only limit to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts of today. We can approach life with an open mind and heart and be receptive to new ideas and possibilities and allow hope to flourish in unexpected places. This is where gratitude journaling really becomes an important practice. Even if you, when you wake up in the morning, if you could write down two or three things that you're grateful for, it doesn't have to be profound things that you're grateful for. It can be the special mug that you drink your coffee out of. It could be that you have transportation to get to your job today, that you have a job. There are a lot of different things that we can, we can train our brain to really just be able to approach 
life with a more open mind and heart and begin looking for those things. So when you go to write down your two or three things you're grateful for, if you can't answer those questions, begin to ask yourself, begin to look for those things. There's an exercise that I learned from one of my coaches. And basically, she just said it's it's that butterfly effect or the yellow car experiment. If you put in your head, if you get in your mind, I want to see a butterfly or a heart shape or a feather, something that brings you joy, think on that thing. And then start looking throughout your day for those things. And you might find that you are surrounded by those things that bring you joy and start looking for hearts, for example, and you'll start to see hearts in your environment, different heart shapes. Maybe it's in a drawing or in an advertisement, but you'll start to see those hearts everywhere and let them remind you to be open-minded and to be receptive to new ideas and possibilities because you are indeed surrounded by beauty. All right. So H for H for harness positive thinking, O for open-mindedness, P for purposeful living. Having a sense of purpose can provide direction and motivation and foster hope for the future. So I've been watching a lot of Hallmark and there was one episode in particular that the mom of the family had the dad had passed away and the mom was dealing with just really not feeling much hope for the future. She didn't want to decorate for Christmas. You can imagine the story. And she was invited to read to some kids and she really discovered her a new passion for reading to these children and it brought her great purpose and joy. And she began to be able to build into that, that with that new sense of hope. And of course, she ended up decorating for Christmas and baking all of the cookies and she did it all in five minutes, like they do on Hallmark shows. But it was beautiful, but it and it out and it really highlighted that sense of how we can, when we live purposefully, we can tap into that hope for the future. E is embrace resilience. Emily Dickinson wrote, Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. We develop resiliency in the face of adversity. We can recognize that setbacks are a natural part of life and resilience allows you to bounce back with that renewed hope and just never stops. So one of the things that I also like to do when I'm really struggling with a mindset or if you're struggling to get a hold of hope or someone who is, to reinforce hope on a daily basis can be something that um, my coach says, install the thought. So don't analyze the thought, don't decide if you believe it's true, but just begin to install it. And we can do this through daily affirmations. And this is one that I want to share with you to that you could share this with someone else. It could be your sort of prayer for other people. It's something that you could write down for someone that is struggling with this or just for yourself to take this throughout your day to recognize that you also can reinforce hope in your own life. And the affirmation goes like this, and I will put it in the show notes. You don't have to scramble to write it down. You can go to scroll down below this episode. The affirmation will be there for you to um, to copy and paste and take as you need it. 
I am a beacon of hope and I face each day with optimism, resilience, and purpose. Challenges are opportunities for growth and I embrace the possibilities that lie ahead. My journey is filled with hope and I trust in the power of positivity to guide me through. I'm going to read that one more time and I really want you to listen to it and internalize it. And if you, I know you can't probably couldn't say it with me, but I want you to just to listen to this and to hear this as being true of you. I am a beacon of hope. I face each day with optimism, resilience, and purpose. Challenges are an opportunity for growth, and I embrace the possibilities that lie ahead. My journey is filled with hope, and I trust in the power of positivity to guide me through. I hope you enjoyed that. You can make that your own. Change the words around, change the messaging around however you need to. Having a daily affirmation and really installing the thoughts of hope and growth and possibilities, that's how we can begin to cultivate that in our own lives and how we can share that with others as well. So in the end, hope is a powerful force that can help us overcome even the toughest challenges. By understanding the science of hope and learning how to cultivate and hold on to it, we can live more fulfilling and optimistic lives. So stay hopeful, my friends, and keep chasing those dreams. Hope is a powerful emotion that keeps us going even in dark times. And at its core, hope is the belief that things will get better even when they seem hopeless. It's a feeling that can inspire and keep us pushing forward even when we feel like giving up. Hope can take on many different forms. It can be hope for a better future, whether that means a better job, a better relationship, a better world. It can be hope for healing, whether it means physical, emotional, or spiritual healing. And it can be hope for peace, whether it means peace within ourselves or peace between nations. Whatever form it takes, hope is an essential part of the human experience. It gives us the strength to endure hardships, to overcome obstacles, and to keep moving forward. So if you're feeling lost or discouraged, remember that hope is always there, waiting for you to find it. All you have to do is believe, install the thought. Surround yourself with positive influences, whether it's the support of friends and family or inspirational books or movies. Take small steps towards your goals and celebrate each milestone along the way. And most importantly, be kind to yourself. Remember that setbacks are a natural part of the journey and that each day is a new opportunity to start again. With patience and perseverance, hope can always be rekindled. Despite all challenges, it's just it's important for us to remember that hope is always possible and can be regained. It may take that time and effort, but there are always things that you can do to nurture hope and keep it alive. We can harness positive thinking, open-mindedness, purposeful living and embrace resilience. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share uh, with your friends. That would mean the world to me. And until next time, whether you're facing personal challenges, health issues, or the pressure of societal changes, current events, the power of hope remains a constant source of strength. We can cultivate it, embrace it, nurture it, and let it light up the path to a brighter future as just part of what you do in your effort to default to your extraordinary self. 